Okay, magic starts. Now, go time! Hello, everyone! I'm here on my seat, which is where I usually am, because without it, I would be on the floor. Much like our special guest host for this week, Zach Sabbath. Although only part of Zach is on the floor. It's up to you to guess which part. Zach, which part's on the floor? That's for me to know and for you to find out. Oh, I don't need to find out. <laughs> I think it's curling its way around my leg as we speak. Oh. Tell you what, you can definitely do with some more comfortable stools. What are you talking about? These are Coroma stools. Uh, the children of the 80s can't be wrong. Yeah. Made by the best South Australian toilet company uh, money could buy. And <laughs> my spine sciatic nerve says otherwise. Uh, we're also joined by Anto, who you can see down in his booth, in the soundproof booth. Anto, what's it like in the soundproof booth? Uh, not very soundproof. I can hear everything that's happening under that table. Uh, right. Okay. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> Uh, on this uh, episode of Hack the Dino, we'll be bringing you not only Quiz on Your Face, that's right, you heard that correctly, um, but also something very, very good. Something that Anto said is probably the, the best and most accurate thing he's ever heard, but you have to listen to right the very end. That's right, I'm doing that. <laughs> Make sure you don't turn off as soon as you hear the, the magic phrase. That's Yeah, you know you do it. Don't? Uh, yeah, I do it as you well. You do it, everyone does it. You all do it. It's worth it. Stick around. I it promise. Is. It is. But you know what else is worth it? Uh, uh, what we're talking about in the show. Anto, what are, what are we, what are we uh, talking about today? We're going to be talking about some of my favorite and probably more influential rhythm games. Right. So, um, uh, what, uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Stick and Ball the game? Stick and Ball the game. Yep. Uh, ball in a Cup. Yep. Um, El Diablo. Yep. Um, El Diablo. So, ball in a cup. How many people do you need to play ball in a cup? It depends how many cups you got. <laughs> really? So, um, how, how, how many people have to see the balls in the cup? I know you're asking me about <laughs> to say two girls and one cup, and I'm not oh, going to. No. Oh, wait! <laughs> no, you obviously didn't play the uh, high school game that I uh, heard about but never played. I thought you were making a crude reference to oh, it's 2005 crude. internet. It's very yeah, crude. I, I, I thought he was too, Anto. What? I thought he was too. Oh, so neither of you heard... Of, oh, I'm a little bit older than both of you, I guess. <laughs> All right, so uh, I heard rumors that this was the game that was played, and it may have been sure, pulling my leg yeah. in primary school. But, so, it, <laughs> you have a cup, and you have gentlemen surrounding the cup. And let's just say whoever finishes last has to drink the cup. <laughs> oh, see, I know of this game, but it's not a cup, it's a biscuit. <laughs> oh, what? Wait. Where do you think Limp Biscuit's name comes from? Exactly. Really? Yeah, Is that exactly. where it comes from? Yeah. What do you think the hot what do you think the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavor water is? I know what a chocolate but, starfish is. Just remember my sixteen year old daughter's just in the next room. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's where the name comes from. Limp Biscuit. Wow, not soggy biscuit. No, or well, same thing. I can be all crumbly. Speaking of Limp Biscuit, um, yeah. Coda and I started playing Persona 3 Reload, and we called the main character Jimothy Biscuit. Good. <laughs> Do you know who else who, who demands vengeance? The fine people who support this show, like Michael Towns and Game Boy Games. He's always demanding vengeance of all of us. That's why Michael Towns makes wonderful Game Boy Games, where you too can get vengeance for the honour of Michael Towns. Zach, have you played any of Michael Towns' Game Boy Games? I have not. I apologise. But I will. <laughs> you should play them on stream. You could have lied, dude. Uh, <laughs> sponsor of the show, man. Yeah, look... <laughs> I get this much time to play video games, my friends. This much time. Would you consider playing some classic Michael Towns Game Boy games 
on your stream. Such classic games as Scary Maze Game, or Bonesy, or The Floppy Game, or The Floppy Game Goatsy Edition. I'd 100% play The Floppy Game. The Floppy Game? I'd do it. Uh, we're in it, aren't we, Anto? What? Oh, no, your you're clone's in it. And yeah, two's in it. And two, my evil twin is in The Floppy Game. But which one's evil, really? Well, I mean, if one of them ever says they don't like Seven, doubt. What, the movie? Press X for doubt. Yes. What's in the box? What? No. It's a Michael Towns Game Boy game. That's what's in the box for everyone to play. Yay, Michael Towns. So if you'd like to play Michael Towns Game Boy games, head on over to michaeltownsitchy.io, whatever it is. Or quite easily, just head on over to hackthedino.com. Scroll down. You'll find Michael Towns Game Boy games. You can click there. You can play them online for free. In your browser. Sorry? In your browser. In your browser. Simple as that. Or you can uh, send away and get a physical copy. Or if you're going to be in Adelaide in April, you can head to the uh, Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair and you can maybe purchase some physical copies from Michael Towns, from Game Boy Games, from Michael Towns' stall where he sells Game Boy Games. Does that sound enticing, Zach? You just reminded me I need to start saving money for the toy fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but yes, absolutely enticing. Love it. Michael Towns, you. Game Boy Games. Be 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 the coolest person ever and buy Game Boy Games from Michael Towns. Uh, you can also head on over to hackthedino.com and see all the other stuff that we do, uh, such as... Um, Super Retro Squad. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Super Retro Squad is another sponsor of this show, I've just decided. and uh, <laughs> Another sponsor of a show? You can't sponsor yourself. I can. Well, no one else will. Uh, <laughs> and you can go there and uh, look at Super Retro uh, Huntings and, and see me uh, find all the bargains and see what I buy. It's, it's a really good time. I was telling Anto before the show that sometimes some of the uh, vendors, well, the, some of the vendors are getting to know me. Because I'm there every week and they know what I collect. So they'll call me over. So one time, there's this one gentleman who just waggles his finger whenever he's got something for me. So I'll uh, walk up to his table and he'll see me and he'll go, oh, hang on. And first time it was like a Transformer, which I bought because, you know, it's he, he put the effort in and it wasn't bad condition. So I said, oh, okay, sure. Second time he bought me another Transformer, but it was missing a whole chunk. So I went, oh, I'm sorry, I can't buy that. Third time, he goes, oh, so no, third time, then he had a box of Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> he goes, "Oh, is this the type of game stuff you like?" And I went, "Ah, oh, not not really." Uh, and then uh, he—it uh, was actually this video that we're watching right now. Uh, there he is. He wiggled his finger, hands me Double Dragon on the NES. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, is this the stuff you like?" And I went, "Yep." How much is it? And he went, ten dollars." And I went, "Yep." <laughs> um, so yeah, basically our hunting videos. What a wonderful old gentleman he is too. What a big fan. Mate, keep the change. Keep the change. But it's basically just a GoPro that I clip onto my bag and we walk around and go hunting. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great what fun. What market is this? Uh, this was actually a swap meet up at Morfitt Vale. So every fortnight, uh, they have a, uh, a swap meet. The uh, Rotary have yep. different swap meets on different ovals. So we just basically follow them around. Apart from last week. Last week it was up at Murray Bridge and I was like, nah, I'm not going that far. Fair. But yeah, good time, good fun time. You need to come out hunting again with I us do. at some point when you're not working. <gasps> oh yeah, I found that by the way. Oh, that is a Sega Mega Drive, and it worked perfectly. Oh, and next to it, I don't know if you saw there, Anto, but right next to it, that was an Apple One. Really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. I considered it, but he wanted four hundred dollars for it. I mean, that's Fair. about what I would expect for an yeah. Apple, Fair. like an original Apple One or two. Yeah. 
He looks like Santa from Wolf Creek. <laughs> <laughs> and so, hello. Uh, we're doing a little thing we are this doing year a thing. called the twenty dollar retro challenge for charity. Yes, Zach, have you heard about this? I have. Have you heard about the new appendage to the retro challenge? The charity appendage. Do you mean the addendum? <laughs> no, the appendage. I mean the appendage. It's a $20 retro challenge with a charity appendage. Zach, tell us about the charity appendage. <laughs> I'd rather not go to jail, <laughs> Come on, let us know all about the charity appendage. You're a charity <laughs> appendage. <laughs> I may look like one. <laughs> no, about the $20 retro challenge. Uh, who wants to explain it? Zach, go. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think everyone's gone out yet, have they? No. So only Floppy and I, because Anto hasn't been given his money because I've not seen him. Fair. <laughs> uh, and, busy. Uh, and and Brayden, uh, same reason. Excellent. All right. So everyone gets $20. They have to go out and wheel and deal and turn that $20 into as much many cool retro things. Anything that's 15 years or older? Yep. So 2009 there you or go. older. remembering stuff. By the way, I've got no cue cards. I'm just... Spitballing here. You don't even have a run sheet in front I of you. I don't. I don't even send that sheet. to you. Yeah, that's professional. Chari- that's charisma. It baby. is. It is. Absolutely. All right. Everyone gets twenty dollars. They go out hunting for retro stuff. They got to turn that twenty dollars into as much monies and cool stuff as they can. And at the end, we get to vote on what's the coolest, and they sell those cool things and give that money to charity. How do right. I do? Perfect. I Nailed it. I don't think I could have said it better myself. What do you think, Anto? Yeah, it's pretty accurate. I couldn't have done it any better, and I've got the run sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wrote the run sheet, so you know, you're know you at a slight disadvantage. Yeah, uh, yeah, so we started a couple of weeks back. Floppy and I managed to go out. The uh, other two were otherwise preoccupied. I think you were working at the time, Anto. Yeah, when you go, like every time you've asked me so far this year, I've been working and specifically working overnights. Mm. So you guys have been going out like an hour before I've been going to sleep. Yeah, so you'd be um, quite tired. I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Michael Towns asks the important questions. Does buying expired pharmaceuticals and reselling for more <laughs> count as retro? Asking the real questions. Well, I mean, the, if you can get your hands on pharmaceuticals that are 15 years or older, then... Tell you what, tell you what. You find some original Jack 3D that's definitely in the retro. Jack 3D's when I used to go to the gym. Yeah, Holy you, smokes. You find some OG Jack 3D, I guarantee you're making money. 100%. <laughs> Quaaludes. You'll find 20, you get 20 bucks per scoop minimum. I knew a guy who did a line of Jack 3D because he thought it'd be funny. I don't think he slept for like a week. <laughs> yeah, that stuff was biblical. So, what we're talking about, Zach, what is Jack 3D? So, it's like pre workout? It was the original pre workout before the FDA stepped in and went, whoa, 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 wait a minute, fellas. <laughs> like, it was more, pretty much more potent than crack. Jesus. Yeah. Like, it was bad. Like, Crackheads moved to Jack 3D because it was cheaper, way cheaper, and did more. So yeah, that was that's the OG pre-workout. Um, obviously, the Mesomorph and a bunch of other brands stepped up, and that's when the FDA stepped in when people started, you know, dying. Um, <laughs> even but even now, the uh, fitness industry uh, or supplement industry only like I think three percent. Uh, actually what they say they are. So do your research as best you can. But yeah, Jack 3D was the original pre-workout and it was straight poison. But you got a sick pump. <laughs> sick pump and to you your charity And you see through appendage. time and uh, taste sound. 
Taste sound. Mm. That's a nice one. I'm going to steal that one. I had OG Mesomorph once. Mm. Nope. Nope. Not a fan. Nope. End up hyperventilating. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not a gym guy, as is evidenced from how I look. Um, Mate, you're a specimen. But uh, I did a lot of manual labor uh, on my first working holiday visa when I moved to Australia. Um, and it was just sometimes up to 13 hour days of just stacking 20 kilo bags of onions and other produce onto pallets. Um, and we used to get through the shifts that lasted longer than nine hours by just drinking pre-workout. It was the only thing that kept us alive. Yep. Wow. So I kind of know what it feels like to feel like your brain is on fire and punching you in the neurons. But 100%. Yeah. Ugh, not Do you know what else? Buff. Time to live, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Town's coming in with the bangers. Jesus. Do you know what else bangs? Musical instruments, because that's what you do to make percussion. And if you like percussion, you might like these games that Anto plays. Anto. Oh, yeah. So uh, for this little segment, or. Oh, what? So that segue is okay. You're letting that one pass. What one? Look, I'm not gonna lie. It was your best one for today. Oh, come on. 100% <laughs> your best one for today. Oh. I mean, you set the bar real low. <laughs> yeah, real like, low. You didn't start with the best one today, so. I mean, <laughs> it's me. Like the bar's <laughs> never really that high, really. Final really? Fantasy Seven Nation Army. I mean, boom, job, if you can make that mashup, do it. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, no, we, weirdly enough, talking about mashups and music, um, who would be the lead singer? Games. Would it be Cloud or would it be Sephiroth? Sephiroth's got that front man energy. Yeah, kind of, but I feel like he'd be the singer that'd kick out for being a pretentious prick. Yeah, I so the lead like singer. probably suits for Jack White appearance more though. Who? Mm. Vincent. Red yes, Vampire Vincent, dude. yeah. Depends. Are they gonna like go for more like a curish vibe, or if then Vincent, one hundred percent. Yeah. If they want to, you know, make it in the pop scene, it'd be probably Cloud or Tifa to be the lead singer. Oh, if Tifa, one hundred percent. It would be Tifa or J-pop, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, Townsie just said Aerith, twenty-seven club, but she died at twenty-three. So. <laughs> <laughs> or did she? Oh yeah, that blew my mind playing the remake. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert, alert for a thirty-year-old game. Yeah, so she doesn't die in the remake. No. I mean, she might. We don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We don't. She's going to. It's fine. No, she's not. No. It's, Do you know it's, what? It's going to happen. Tifa's going to die. No, nah, it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. I don't think so. They've already confirmed it has to line up with Advent Children plot-wise, so no one's going to die that wait, hasn't already. Is this... So wait, the remakes are prelude to Advent Children? It's a sequel to the original, but a prequel to Advent Children. How's it a sequel when it's a remake? <laughs> I'm confuzzled. Haven't they openly said that it's an alternate reality? Nope. That's just fan theory. Well, ha- well, it, it's definitely a fan theory because <laughs> everything's different. So what's Six the original? What's the original Final Fantasy VII then? A prequel to this. How's it a prequel? So it happened twice. Time's yeah. a circle. Yeah. No, I, I, I. But time can't be a circle if they change it. I call, I call bullcrap. <laughs> they're not, they're not respecting the fundamental laws of physics, and I will not stand for that. They don't need to. It's a fantasy game. How dare they? <laughs> anyway, what games do you like to play, Anto? Well, uh, the list is called Anto's Top Ten Rhythm Games. So we're going to be talking about music games that either maybe do or don't have dedicated peripherals. Um, they're not in any particular order. So I'm just going to talk some stuff, 
show some videos, and we'll go from there. Just quickly, Anto. Hello. Have you played the new epic Fortnite Guitar Hero clone? I have not, because I kind of don't want to. Why not? Um, well, I don't like the fact that you have a very limited amount of stuff that you have to pay for content for. Yeah. Like, here's my thing, and this might be spoiling part of my list, but that's fine. Why would I play Fortnite's version of Guitar Hero mm. when Clone Hero exists, mm. is free, mm. and I already have 8,500 songs for it? Because, Anto. <laughs> uh, that, that's piracy. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's not? No. Why isn't it piracy? Because most of the stuff that's been made has all been reverse engineered and, like, isn't actually infringing on anyone's rights. But you're stopping money going to a corporation, therefore piracy. Yeah, I mean, Yarr. I'm not owning anything. It's digital files, so it's technically not theft. It'd be a pirate's life for me. I'm for it. I've decided to change my ways. <laughs> Everyone, go play Clone Hero. Fuck Fortnite. I mean, look, if the guitar controllers they're releasing come out and are reasonably priced and are good quality, I might jump into it. They're really cool, aren't they? they do Have you seen them? Cool. They fold up into like this little square and then yeah. you unfold it. They okay, look that's really pretty cool. cool. You want to be if even they cooler? work... If they open up and, and if, if they, as work, they open yeah, up, yeah, that's the important thing. Like they make a strum, like they. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, you gotta give. Yeah. I mean, Epic. I think Fortnite's the only thing Epic Games is doing right at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, What's their metaverse? That's what they focus all like, their attention on. I gotta give credit where credit's due. I'm not a Fortnite fan in the slightest, but they're doing like with that. What? How many games you get in this free game? It's pretty cool. Like the Lego survival game has no business being as good as it is. How good is it? Yeah, that's insane. It's so good. It's so pretty. Like it has no business. And what's more, a lot of your Fortnite skins are transferable over. So at the moment in the Lego game, I'm playing as a Lego Green Goblin. That's, okay, that's really cool. That's that really is, cool. That and I haven't checked Solid yet. Snake? Well, I, I, that's what I was about to say. I haven't checked yet. Floppy and I unlocked Solid Snake uh, the other week. Uh, so in this game, and I just bought the Shredder um, bonus thing, and there is a Lego Shredder from Ninja Turtles, mm. and you got the four Ninja Turtles. What other game has the Ninja Turtles, Shredder, Solid Snake, Kratos, uh, Ryu from Street Fighter? Redfield. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's rumors that uh, the Avatar, not the good Avatar, but the big blue boy aliens are going to be in there, because Disney you obviously owns... Gully? That's the one. Uh, Pocahontas in space. Uh, yep. yep, the... Uh, <laughs> Disney now owns 10% of Epic uh, because yeah. they gave them when one Yeah, when I saw the Disney five. announcement, I was just like, I give it a year before Sora is available as a skin. Yeah, well, I mean, didn't I ask you in our Discord, which you can join over at hackthedino.com, uh, I said, I wasn't sure if this was real or not or yeah. if it was a like fan-made video, but no, sure enough, it was completely real. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yes, I did. That's insane. <sighs> like, Fortnite is where the metaverse is going to be. Whatever the metaverse ends up being in the next 10, 15 years... Its uh, seed would have was planted it's be in Fortnite. Centralized around Fortnite. For like, sure. You, you got to give credit where credit's due. They're doing some good stuff. Yep. Like again, I don't like battle royales, but all the other stuff they're doing is pretty cool. They're also doing bad stuff, which is encouraging AAA devs to focus on the live service stuff instead of putting out good games. Well, but, I mean, that's you know. uh, like enough of those live service games have failed that I don't think it's going to be an issue much yeah, longer. The, again, live so. service games can be good. If they just make them good, like World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV, Destiny 2, like, live service games can be good. They can be. Just apparently not 
Now, I, I just sorry, I just have to read something out that Michael Towns said in the live chat, and I have to do it in my <laughs> recap voice. Here we go. <clears throat> Last time on Dragon Ball Z, after fighting Vegeta, the Green Goblin teamed up with LeBron James to find the Infinity Gauntlet and race in the Rocket League. <laughs> And the stupid thing is, like, six months ago, when Townsie was doing this anyway, it wouldn't have made sense. Now it's just a description of what Fortnite is. I forgot they have, like, a racing game now. Yep. Yep. And it's fun! Yep. Ridiculous. Anyway, Anto, what are you talking about? I don't know. Are we actually going to start? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, rhythm games. Uh, does anyone know what the hell Vib Ribbon is? Yes. Nope. No? Cool. So it was pretty much alongside Parappa the Rapper, like the first, I guess, non-arcade commercial rhythm game. Maybe put up a video if you've got one. I'm going. I'm going. I'm just setting the stage. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Forgotten where I was now. See? This is... It's like Parappa the Rapper. We'll just put the video up. It's fine. (laughs) So Vib Ribbon has you playing as... A loading screen. A loading screen. No. A vector graphic designed... Rabbit called Vibri, who literally just wanders along and jumps over obstacles. Sounds really stupid, but it gets really complicated. The soundtrack itself is really good, and you know it's it's like the most unique looking thing on the PlayStation. In my I opinion. love the look of this game. Um, as you take damage and like miss obstacles, you transform down into like a rabbit, a, a frog, a worm, and then if you take too much damage as a worm, you die. <laughs> um. There's like four inputs, uh, L1, R1, I think X, and the down button. Um, Sometimes you have to combine inputs. So it's like, you know, it's a really early iteration of like, you know, something like Guitar Hero or Taiko no Tatsujin or something like that. But the coolest thing about this one is even today, you can use your own CDs to create levels. Which is really cool. That's actually really cool. Yeah. So the basically the entire game loads into the PlayStation One's RAM, and just stays there. So you can swap out discs as much as you need to and have as much fun as you want. Um, when I first played this, it was 2010, and I put in, uh, I think it's called Supersonic Firestorm. It's one of the Dragon Force albums. Yes, Sonic Firestorm. I think it is not Super Sonic Firestorm. That's it. Yeah, chuck that in. Made 12 levels, which were impossible to play in this game. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just this, but, like, way faster and more clumped together. I'm really not doing it justice. It's, like, a super charming and, like, probably the worst topic to talk about because we can't show any audio. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, copyright and stuff. But, yeah, it's just a super charming, really interesting game. It's, like, quite simple. It's one of those games that's, like, the epitome of easy to pick up, really hard to get good at. Um, and yeah, just the most interesting thing is the CD based, you know, you choose any album that's ever been released, chuck it in your PlayStation and it just creates levels for you. It's really cool. It's like the first instance of custom content and it still works with stuff released even now. Why was this technology (laughs) lost when I wanted to add my own theme song to SmackDown versus Raw? Like, this is fantastic. This is cutting edge. Like, this is way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. That is insane, yeah. Anto. And yeah, it's just it's one of those things that like I think as an industry, video games have you know become this huge money maker now. So it's no longer just an experimental let's make things for fun kind of thing. 
So if this were to come out now, you'd be looking at, you know, similar kind of monetization with like battle passes or live passes and downloadable content, which probably wouldn't be a bad thing. I'd pay for a modern release of this. But if I wanted to play this original game on my original PlayStation, Anto, yes. how much would I be looking at for purchasing this game? Uh, if you're crazy enough to be able to get through menus in Japanese, about $40. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a Japanese version, $40? Copy, you're looking at about three fifty. $350 Australian yeah um, I checked while I was writing up the run sheet yesterday or two days ago um, the most recent sold listing for this on eBay Australia sold for 380 good lord it's a very very strangely niche hard to find game further power release the Japanese copy you can find like one at every toy fair mm. it's weird because King Kaiju has it King Kaiju always has it. Like, I've been tempted to get it because I've got a Japanese PlayStation 3, but it doesn't work with the CD add-on stuff because of the way the PS3 works. So oh. it's kind of... So you need a chipped PlayStation 1, you're saying? You need a chipped or modded or whatever PlayStation 1, or Gee, if you only need a you knew someone. Alien 3. <laughs> only you knew someone who had a chipped PlayStation 1 in their garage less than 20 metres away from you. Anyway, what's number two? Number two. Um, so number two is by the same development team and designers, Parappa the Rapper. Surely um, you played this. I have some really weird, not weird, uh, no, weird is probably a good way, weird memories of playing this game. Because you- for some reason, I could never get past the toilet episode. Uh, so what is Parappa the Rapper? So he's a rapping dog who has to believe. Um, the, the plot is very simplistic. Parappa just has a crush on a girl, becomes a rapper and like a martial artist and gets his driving license and unblocks a toilet to impress her. And by the end of the game, like, you know, be able to confess that he likes his crush. Super simple, super wholesome. But yeah, it's just, again, a really interesting visual design. It's all paper thin. So it's like the origin of where the art style of Paper Mario came from. Um, and it's just, again, bar at the top, you hit your inputs, L, R, square, X, circle, triangle, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just another weird example of how interesting PlayStation 1 games were. Um, but yeah, again, my weird memories of it are just not being able to pass level 3, which is, like again, like goes to the toilet and can't unblock it or something. It's a really weird game. What are you thinking about this, Zach? What, what's your... Um, yes, I did play this on PS1. I reckon I played it for about half hour, 45 minutes, and then never touched it again. That is exactly most people's experience with this game. They pick it up thinking, oh yeah, this looks cute and cool, and they immediately fall off of it because it's really difficult. Yeah. So why, why do people still have fond memories of it? Um, I think, honestly, it's just because the people who stuck with it and, you know, managed to get a sequel and then a HD like remake a couple of years ago, it's it's just fun. It's wholesome. It's not super serious. And if you can pass like, you know, the tutorial and actually learn how to play it properly, it's quite rewarding. Um, yeah, I've just got fond memories of it because of how difficult it was. Because I've never finished it. <laughs> you should give it a go. Uh, I mean, I could stream it maybe. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah, I'll probably do it on the modern remake because <sighs> yeah, this is this is very difficult. But yeah, again, super weird, super interesting. And I think it was this that came out before Vib Ribbon. And this is, you know, quite commonly referred to as like the starting point of console-based rhythm games. Um, And that's why it's on the list, mostly. Number Um, eight. Next one. 
is uh, so this one might be something you can actually talk about a bit, Ben. Maybe Zach. I'm not sure. Uh, not. What do you know about Res? Very minimal. Really, it's okay. a psychedelic trip. That's all I know. That's interesting. Hmm. So yeah, Res is obviously a rhythm game, but it looks really strange. So plot-wise, you control a hacker who is infiltrating an advanced. Sorry, AI sorry, a nineties hacker. Yeah, yeah, nineties hacker. Percent. This um, is uh... yeah. You're just infiltrating a malfunctioning AI system, and the things you're shooting are like corrupted viruses and security programs and stuff. It's all very. This is what the Matrix is going to be, kind of thing. This is lawnmower, man. Um, this is. Yep, the 100%. most interesting fact about Res is the design approach. So, there's a term called synesthesia, which is the blending of senses. So, instead of just experiencing things through sight or sound or touch or taste, it's like the experience is designed in a way that makes your brain fire off all of these senses at once. Um, so this does it with sound, uh, visuals, and touch, but only on the PlayStation 2 version. Oh. Because this was the first Sega game to come out on the Dreamcast and PS2 at the same time. Um, so for anyone not super familiar with the Dreamcast history, super good system. First 128-bit, you know, power horse of a system before the PS2 and GameCube came out. Uh, didn't have a DVD player, so Sony absolutely destroyed them out of the gate when they launched the PS2. Um, Sega stopped producing systems and went third-party, which is why Sega's on everything now. Um, but yeah, so the PS2 version, the reason this is considered the better one is because of a peripheral called the Trance Vibrator. <laughs> I went to a couple of parties in the 90s. I, I can know what see Ben's smile curling up in the corners of his face. So, yeah, the Trans Vibrator is a USB dongle that plugged into the PS2, and you would... How are we going to save this without getting demonetized? We don't get money anyway. Go for Band, it. Banned, then. Um, so, yeah, it was a vibrating accessory, like, just... Probably not bigger than the size of a can. <laughs> like this. Shaped like a dome. A little No, appendage. it was kind of dome-shaped. Um, you minute. could say it was almost phallic. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Say it. So, <laughs> go on. This game came with a dildo? <laughs> so it wasn't a dildo, but the developer himself in interviews did admit that the concept could have been used in situations that would lend itself to sexual stimulation. In, in, in interviews, he, he was on record of saying, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. So <wait>. um, <laughs> it's a weird one. <laughs> Bom, 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 bom. So this trip of a game <laughs> came with a sex toy. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. So like that is phenomenal. It was a game designed, as I said, to to sort of blend your senses while you were playing it. This got a huge cult following, and as I you can imagine, it, <laughs> it right up is a blend of people of all different walks of life. Some maybe perhaps more interested in the sexual potential of this thing. That's what I'm interested in. Other people, however, and, you know, you can go onto Reddit threads where people will describe in depth their experiences with, like, acid trips while playing this game. And I kind of really want to play this. It sounds like a heck of a good time. How much is Res on PlayStation 2? Really not very expensive. Really? Um, most of the time you can only find it with software, so it doesn't come with the attachment. 
uh, which, you know, based on what we've described, you probably wouldn't want. With Mm. the attachment? Um, But yeah, like anywhere from sort of $50 for the software up to the sort of 200 mark if you want a complete non-used set. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just just sanitize it first. But that's where the flavor comes from. Oh, (laughs) No. Jesus, I knew this was going to be a bad thing to bring up, but whatever. Um, I just have to go do something. That's all right. Uh, Zach can no doubt be more entertained by what I'm about to say here. Hell yeah. Um, Hit me with it. So this game is actually responsible, especially with the the trans vibrator accessory. Um, It was actually responsible for launching a a website back in like early 2000 i think it was 2006 or 7 um where one of the development team of this game uh launched a website that was all about games and accessories and how they could be used for partners to sort of you know develop their intimacy and stuff um so it actually did a whole bunch of stuff for rhythm games and potentially people's sex lives. <laughs> I can see it's that's a really weird thing. That was number eight. Can't wait to see what the rest are. Oh, the rest are really boring in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Not a coward came in at the perfect time. Ba boom! Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my homies right there. <laughs> um, yeah. So next on the list, mm-hmm. much more family friendly. We are going to be talking about Donkey Konga. Well, maybe the way you played it. What? Nothing. What do you mean? When you're brave enough, anything's a dildo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Ben can talk about this one more. Because I played very little of it. I played very little of it because I only hired it from the uh, video game store. Really? Um, Yeah, I never owned uh, Donkey Kongas. Wait, even now? No, I I do not have any uh, Donkey Kongas at all. I was counting uh, on you to do the talking here. Well, I don't have any bangers. I I don't have anything to slap. Slap on. I don't, I don't have any bangers. I don't have any slappers. See, I never played this game either. See, I thought this was boring. Dumb. Yep. But don't get me wrong. Like, I can, having a look at it now, I can definitely see why, you know, younger kids would think this is like the bee's knees. <laughs> um, but again, I was very action and RPG orientated. So this really didn't strike any chords with me. But. Having said that, no. Having said that, I would probably play the hell out of it now. <laughs> yeah. So See, I didn't play it because you know I was I was a real gamer uh, when this came out. <laughs> so I was too busy playing Pokemon. And, you were a hashtag um, gamers TM. That's right. Uh, what's up, gamers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. So uh, I wasn't into rhythm games when this came out. See, I thought this was going to be something that was like right up your alley, but no, yeah. Res would be right up my alley though. Fair enough. All right, well, I guess we'll delve into my experience with it then. So I picked this up um, at launch for, I think it was like, I think it was like 80 pounds. So in today's money, that's like a hundred and... No, in Australian money, it's about $5,000. Yeah. Yeah, so I picked this up at launch thinking, yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, And the reason I picked it up was because um, the game it's based off of, Taiko no Tatsujin, the Japanese drumming uh, super game. fun game i've played that Which is in japan so much fun have you oh you wouldn't have seen it but uh, in they japan they have those arcades here man yeah, what, the big but they drums? didn't have yeah. them in the uk oh cool they have a tons of fun yeah they didn't have those in the uk though so this was like the closest approximation of being able to play taiko in the uk to that point to my knowledge at the time 
So that's why I picked it up. And then I got into it and it was full of like really strange selections music-wise. So I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people. So I've just uh, seen I'm... live comments um, in the live chat. Michael Towns said, 80 pounds, that's really heavy. <laughs> well, it's the clip that we're just playing on, uh, for those watching on twitch.tv forward slash hack the dino, uh, was just jamming out to the Pokemon theme, possibly one of the greatest theme songs ever created. Yep. Agreed. Which one though? The TV, the, the anime, the t- or the, the yeah, the TV. The, the I want to be to play on Cheese TV. The very uh, best. Jason Page. Oh, incidentally, I've, I don't think I've told you this, but uh, <laughs> tentatively, one uh, wrestling show for the Halloween thing. Havoc and I were talking about um, for a match. Me coming out dressed as Ash to the Pokemon theme. Heck yes. Getting halfway <laughs> down the ramp, turning, throwing a Pokeball, going Havoc, I choose you, and then him coming out in a Pikachu onesie. <laughs> Yes, and then please. me standing at ringside and go havoc, use uh, clothesline, and Harry just looks at me and goes, uh-huh, and just does a clothesline, and I'm just yelling wrestling moves from the sideline for him to do. Oh, that would be really. That would have been. I would have. That would have popped me immensely. Well, you know, it's still on the cards. It'll be great. Look you how I manage now. Do it. Good, make cut through. Do it. I'll make. I'll make see best. What was I saying? It. Fuck. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. Good. Good time. Donkey Kong Konga. Not yep. a good time. Uh, big regret. But it's on the list because it's famous. A lot of people know about it. But apparently not a lot of people played it. No. And that is why those drums are worth money now. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. You can use them to play Dark Souls. Yeah, some dude beat Dark Souls with that. <laughs> it was Anto. You hook up like four sets of them and they control your inputs, your dodge, oh, your attack. Man. It's stupid. Yeah. That'd be fun as heck. I mean, yeah. It's a bit of a pain to get working. I looked into it and not only is it very expensive to get hold of them, mm. but yeah, the amount of like work required basically breaks your copy of Dark Souls and you have to do a clean install of your PC. Uh, is relevant to w- literally what we're talking about. I watched a chick beat... Uh, was it Dark Souls or Elden Ring? Uh, if it's Brainwave Lady, both. Yeah, yeah, she beat them while playing controller and a DDR dance pad at the same time. She's playing two different games. Yeah. Like, yeah. People She's are playing, insane, man. Like... Dark Souls 3 and Dark Souls 3 side by side and was controlling one with their hands and one with their feet with a DDR control. What I need these people to do, I need them to step up. I need them to take this challenge. I need them to take it seriously because this has never been done before and I think it'll get you a lot of views. What I need you to do, I need you to take that controller from Rez. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> control it with your Kegel muscles. <laughs> I need you to beat Dark Souls with the Rez vibrator. <laughs> Uh, not a cow, Zach. You can't beat Dark Souls on normal control, let alone this one. Hey, I beat Dark Souls 3. I can't. Anyway, what's next? Uh, next on the list, um, mm-hmm. one that you might have played, Ben. Not uh, sure. Well, I've played this, but I played the sequel a lot more. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Crypt of a Necrodancer is the next one. Surely you've played this. Nope. Really? I'm not a big rhythm like oh. Unless it's guitar here, I haven't played a lot of rhythm games. Oh, this is cool. Cute. Yeah, Anto, go for yeah. it. So, Crypt of Necrodancer is a roguelike dungeon crawler RPG, uh, but also a rhythm game. So, the timer you can see at the bottom, like the pulsing heart, you have to time all of your moves. So, movement, digging, attacking enemies, buying items, everything has to be timed to the beat of the level's music. If you don't do it, that's how you do things like take damage and, you know, screw up opening treasure chests and they blow up instead. Um, it's a super interesting concept. I've never finished this game because it's so hard. <laughs> so they brought out a sequel to this. And made it way easier. Uh, and made it way easier. But based it in Hyrule as a Zelda game and all the music is Legend of Zelda. That's great. So you're going, 
And all the uh, Zelda music from all the iterations is all in 16-bit glory. Uh, that little MIDI file just jumping its way to your heart. It's an amazing game. Fully licensed by Nintendo as well. Really hard to find a physical copy nowadays. Yes, yeah. I regret not getting it. No, it got a very limited physical release here. Uh, I can't remember who published it here. Um, but yeah, it's it's around in the wild, but very expensive to find secondhand now if you're buying like not from retail. Um, but yeah, like just as a general concept... It's a really interesting game. Um, if you have any kind of rhythm, it's a fun time. If you don't, you probably hate it. Um, as Ben was saying, the sequel, all Zelda. Um, it's in this same art style as well, so it's obviously recognizable as a Zelda game. Um, but you play as this character. I can't remember Basically linked name. to the past. But yeah, it's, it's just... Awesome. It's a good time. If you like Zelda music that's been like technoed up and made a little bit speedier... Um, and if you do want to play it, it's still available on the Switch online store. Yes. You can download digitally. It is available digitally. Uh, it's obviously only on Switch for the sequel because it's called Cadence of Hyrule. Um, this, however, is available on pretty much everything. So it's often on sale. If you're even remotely interested in procedurally generated dungeon crawling to music, this is the one to go for. Um, next one, I'm going to start blitzing through things because I've realized we are a little bit low on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is quite possibly my favorite on the list, and it's called Sayonara Wild Hearts. Great game, until you get to that one part that I couldn't do, and I never finished <laughs> Great it. Great game until you get to the bit I suck at. Yeah. So, Sayonara Wild Hearts, story-wise, um, you play as a heartbroken woman who has just... Uh, I don't think the gender's uh, actually identified. No, I think it's, one it's of the... been specified by the developers. Oh, really? Yep, so the main oh. character is a heartbroken woman who is called upon by the gods of another universe to take on the manifestations of the tarot deck and piece together their universe while in the process healing herself. You're playing basically a music video. Yeah, what the effectively. Heck? This um, looks fantastic. It's a great game, It's dude. a really good time. It's, it's like it combines the sort of on-rails shootery kind of vibes of like Rez and things like Panzer Dragoon. Um, it's been described as pop music the video game yeah because it's just super lighthearted, really poppy pumped up music that just gets you sort of really invested visually it's a treat it just looks stunning and has a really investing storyline as well yeah it's like really really simple but you really get into it yeah and like you know the the majority of control is dictated by the game itself so like your forward movement your progression is just all automatic the only control you have is directional and there's the occasional button press to do things like attack or dodge whatever's happening on screen. So super easy to get into and that was part of the design ethos from the developers. They wanted it to be a game that anyone could pick up if they just liked how it looked and liked pop music. So it's very hard to find a physical copy now because again, like um, Cadence of Hyrule, super limited physical release. It did get a limited run, um, production run as well. Um, but you can find it digitally on everything. It's yeah. on PC, PlayStation, Xbox. And not that expensive as well. It's, yeah, really it's like game. 20 bucks. It's a really good investment. It's a short game. If you sort of burn through it in a couple of sittings, it's maybe sort of five to six hours. Um, I've got it on Switch. I've played through it maybe five times. And every single time, it's just perfectly fun. It's not stressful. It's very relaxing. The music's good. Well, why not be for you? But for uh, real gamers like me, um, <laughs> I couldn't get past the stage where 
it's an infinite runner and the stage changes on mm. it. Like you go to an alternate reality on each beat. Yeah. And I j- just kept dying. Yeah. Just that kept one, dying. I, I know which one you mean. That's the one that's in the forest. Mm. It does pick up a little bit difficulty wise there, but only because of the visuals. Right. Um, if you sort of, if you're able to like find the tell in the level itself, it's quite easy. But I, I absolutely get what you mean when you say, like, that's the one that made you sort of go, oh, this is a bit weird. I'm just going to remember I'm an old man now. Old, old man <laughs> I mean, reflexes. you're only, what, like 40? Eh, it's not important. Zach? Oh, I was just going to say, hi, Floppy. Oh, okay. Floppy's in the chat. Hi, hi Floppy. Floppy. And he owns something that... Uh, ben doesn't. That Ben doesn't. He's got a couple is, of things Ben Which is doesn't. always a good time. All right. Calm down. Mm. Far out. Good we're, not, yeah, we're not in the ring. Anywho, going to move on. Because um, if not, I will that continue awesome. looking at this for the rest of the show. Yep. Uh, next on the list is a game called Fuser. So people might be familiar with this because it got very big in 2021, streaming-wise. Uh, you play as a DJ at festivals, and the entire point of the game is to create weird, crazy mashups out of other songs. So things like Smash Mouth. All-Star would be in All every Star. single one of mine. Um, you get things like In the Club by 50 Cent. I hate myself for saying In the Club the way I just did. <laughs> um, Born This Way by Lady Gaga. Old Town Bang Road, Amazon. Good As Hell by Lizzo. Like, Excuse it's me, Rockefeller Skanksy. Huh? Right about now. Funk right soul about bother. now. Blue Oyster Cult's in there. It's so good. This is literally every DJ since 2001's playlist. Pretty much, yeah. It's just, it's like super popular, like mainstream music to begin with. Um, but then you can like spend in game points or, you know, as is common with games these days, real world money to buy other tracks. And Aye. the whole point is just to create good vibes effectively. But did you know seasons don't fear the Reaper, nor the wind, the sun or the rain? We can be like they are. Come on, baby. Don't fear the Reaper. Sorry, Ben. I'm too uh, young to know that song is. Actually, that <laughs> song came out before How I was born. How do you not know that song? You don't know? It's got a cowbell and everything. Nope. Do, 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 do. You'd love it. <sighs> Look, anything out of 90s pop and death metal, you lost me. Or K-pop. Wow. Anyway, that looks fun. Yeah, it is a or good Lady time. Lady Gaga. Um, I do enjoy Lady Gaga. Floppy actually came over to mine and Cat Like Sparky's place, I think it was like last week. Um... And we showed this off to a few people. It's is that a bit of a nightmare. He hates this thing come from? He he hates this, yeah. Because we were <laughs> we were trying to mash up um we were trying to mix uh Smash Mouth, Lizzo, Lincoln Park, and uh oh. Rick Astley. Oh. And it was a bad oh. time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um the only problem with this is it was delisted and discontinued. Um Epic decided it didn't make enough money, so they cancelled the whole thing. Um, be coming to Fortnite soon it'll probably end up in Fortnite honestly yep. um, but if you want to get hold of it uh, you can sail the seven seas and do that Yar! it's got a crazy custom content community so there's a Modern discord a where you can name. get involved with people who have hacked it to pieces made pretty much any song you can think of available for this um, you've got the touch yeah literally yes you can literally take like theme songs from 80s and 90s TV shows and anime and mash them together to make abominations. It's a very good time. Cool. Um, it's number three. And yeah, like it's, again, not available for purchase, but if you are willing to do a bit of you know, digital Yarr. debauchery, uh, you can get your hands on it. Nice and easy. Next one. 
Uh, there's going to be a collective groan from Ben and the chat because I'm about to talk about Final Fantasy again. Well, not really, because that'll take up more time and we're already running late. So, so uh, no, uh, wait, there's a Final Fantasy rhythm game? Yeah, it's on there's the table in front of you. I'm sorry, what? A couple? Right there. Yeah, there you go. You're about to, you're about to see it yeah. with your own eyes. So originally, um, the first theater rhythm, Final Fantasy, a stupid word that is always hard to pronounce, um, came out on the 3DS. Uh, was in- initially planned for the original Nintendo DS, but was decided the system wasn't powerful enough. They were going to wait for the next gen of hardware. Um, what you're seeing on screen, the DS version has you using the stylus to tap, hold, slide, swipe. And, you know, just do general movement to the beat of Final Fantasy songs, whether it be battle music, overworld, cutscene, whatever. It's just a collective sort of love letter to the series music. Um, So, as anyone watching the show knows, big fan of Final Fantasy. Big fan of music in video games. What? Um, You know, conversely to Floppy, who doesn't hear music unless it's We used to play a little game called uh, Braydam vs. The World, where uh, it was... I'd pick video game music and play uh, five seconds of it, and I had to try and guess. I remember, Ben. Um, I, to, I was listening. Yep. We had to stop it when Anto joined. <laughs> because not only would Anto give me this music in the first guess, but the composer, what key it's in, like where you can go on Sundays to hear a live rendition by your local uh, gaming enthusiast. Uh, basically, Anto ruined that game. So if you enjoyed uh, Braden versus <laughs> the World, uh, Anto's to blame for being too good. Anyway, Anto. I can't help it. I, I just only like using won, video games. I only guessed one right, and that was when you played Mick Foley's thing <laughs> from SmackDown vs. Raw. I think the one that broke Ben was when you played, I think it was the rendition of the Final Fantasy VII main theme from Smash Bros. Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, this is this remix by this person. Yep, yep, I thought I had you. <laughs> I specifically went, oh, I'm going to play the Final Fantasy VII theme, but from Smash Brothers. That'll mess him up. But no, he picked that straight away. Yeah, like within seconds. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say something controversial to you, uh, Anto. You don't like music? Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> but yeah. the Final Fantasy VIII theme song... Which one? Uh, Fearthos Lusak, Weakos Windosak is better than Final Fantasy VII's main theme. So you think Libere Fatale is better than the main theme? Yes. Yeah, you're wrong. Wrong. Nope. That's the th- that song that plays with that first cutting for Final Fantasy VIII... Oh! Nah, you're wrong. You're oh, wrong. it's a banger. If you'd said Eyes on Me was comparable i would agree because that, I was on that opening theme. track man that sets the whole tone for the game <laughs> <laughs> what the hell has been going am i getting slapped no i'm just walking off <laughs> <laughs> ben left anyway two intellectuals are talking and ben left so yeah um theater rhythm came out on 3ds got a sequel on 3ds and then it got an arcade release uh which is absolutely insane um like picture this but about 58 more things happening at once on screen. It's very hard to play. Um, the most recent release uh, came out on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, is only playable with controller because, you know, it doesn't have a touchscreen or touch inputs other than on the screen itself, which would have been complicated. Um, I think at last count, the most recent release had something like 400 tracks. So it is literally just a giant celebration for the 35th anniversary of the series. Have you platinum that? I did, within oh, about two weeks. <laughs> this actually looks pretty cool. The Final Fantasy music in Final Fantasy is It's fantastic. a really good time. Um if you've ever played something like Elite Beat Agents on the DS or any of the like um what are they called? Like 
uh, I think it's called Tap Mania on PC, where you use like a graphics tablet to play it. Very similar to that, but just Final Fantasy. Um, we'll we'll skip ahead on to number two, which is Beat Saber. Oh. I don't have any decent footage for Beat Saber because I just couldn't find any. But it's a cool have... game, man. I'll, I'll, cool I'll provide game. the footage. Go, Anto. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah, Ben, that's exactly how it looks. Um, so Beat Saber is the most physically demanding game on the list. Um, it's literally just you sit in VR using lightsabers to slice blocks up to music. Sounds it's, really It's so simple. simple, yet so good. And it is simple, but it is insanely good. Um, again, like I've mentioned with previous games on my list, has a massive custom content mm-hmm. and modding community, which is good because like the official releases that have come out through the soundtrack, not the best. A lot of it is like music that I'm not personally into. Like the licensed stuff is a lot of Lady Gaga, a lot of Imagine Dragons stuff that I'm really not into. Oh, Imagine Dragons, um, new Nickelback. But yeah, the custom stuff absolutely Pickle. fantastic. There's like something for everyone if you do mod. Anto bought it here once, and I got to play Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. Yeah, that was a good time. You almost yeah. punched your chandelier off. Yeah, it was that, great. It's <laughs> such a cool. I got made to it like um, he won the state championship with whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he's really good at it, right? Because yeah. it's all he does in his VR. But he's lost like 15 kilos. And four fingers. Just playing this game because it's cardio. Yeah. It's so, so cool. That's actually one of my next points about this is like if you're looking for a way to get some exercise without having to go to the gym or like leave the house if you're like me and just a massive introvert or an agoraphobic, um, playing this for like 45 minutes to an hour, regularly I see on like my fitness trackers and stuff, but I'm losing, uh, not losing, Burning about sixteen hundred kilojoules. It's so, pretty good. I don't know what that translates to in calories, about but as far calories. as I understand, that's like a sixth of your daily energy intake. So pretty good. Um, Do you know how else you can burn a lot of calories? By doing other things. By playing Res. And one using very special controller. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Yeah, and then we're going to move on to the last one on the list, and it's number one because it's the best one on the list. Guitar Hero, and it's Yay. many, many editions, uh, subsequent releases, like the themed ones around Metallica, Van Halen, all that stuff. It was so popular from its launch to its death, which was like 2012. Do you know what I was really happy about with Guitar Hero? Legends of Rock specifically, that was my game. Because besides the fact it had an awesome storyline, uh, Legends of Rock, yep. yeah. um, it was the very first time I heard Cult of Personality. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when CM Punk adopted it, probably six months after that game came out, whoa, made me love him even more back then. <laughs> yeah, back then. Back then. Mate, I love guitar. I actually got into a lot of bands because of Guitar Hero. Uh, All That Remains. Oh, yep. Like, uh, it was six because on Metallica. Don't Fear guitar the Reaper Metallica. was on a Guitar Hero, wasn't it? Freebird was in number two, yeah. Yep. Fair Freebird. Uh, obviously Metallica, like King Diamond, uh, As I Lay Dying. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Lamb of God, like so, so many absolute bangers. Yeah. So many people I know and went to school with who, as a general thing, sort of didn't really listen to music, got into music and like started getting into bands and stuff like, you know, learning instruments themselves because of these games. Firstly, just uh, one thing I want to highlight. How much do you reckon the band Dragon Force owned to Guitar Hero? Oh, so much. Oh, yeah. Secondly... Right? Secondly, so when that game came out, uh, my daughter had just been born, so it was 2008. In order to put her to sleep, 
and this worked without fail through fire and the flames. <laughs> Put that on and she went to sleep. That's so good. Oh, man, amazing. And you know what is even more amazing is watching that music video of them playing through fire and the flames. Oh, yeah. And you know the, the shredding in the middle where they're playing mm. the guitar and that really, really hard bit where they mm. do the guitar solos? The guitarist, I forgot his name. Herman Lee. Herman Lee throws his guitar in the air and plays it on the way down. Yeah, the guy's a freak. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's doing, I can't remember what the technique is called, but he's like holding his pick on the lowest string and instead of using the whammy bar, is like vibrating the string to get that sound. Just like in res. Down. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Nothing. Yeah, when I was in bands, I started experimenting trying to do that. I wasn't a guitarist, but you see that. that yeah. It's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Um, speaking of Dragon Force, mm. uh, so Guitar Hero died in 2012 because it oversaturated the market massively. Um, you know, Rock Band was a thing as well. There were like 12 sequels for each fucking series, like Guitar Hero and Rock Band itself. Now Rock Band's owned by Epic. It is now. And play um, Fortnite with it. Clone Hero became a thing, which mm-hmm. is a fan-made... Uh, effectively, it's just Guitar Hero. It's straight-up Guitar Hero, same kind of like imagery, same gameplay. Um, but it's it's the reason it's out and is not been shut down is because it was just reverse-engineered. The code itself was like redesigned. So someone people. else owns that code? Yeah, so like someone made the code. It's unique to it. It just somehow manages to look exactly like Guitar Hero used to. Um just blew up became super easy to get into you can play it with a keyboard you can do drums it accepts vocal inputs now from microphones so you can do everything that rock band and guitar hero was doing by the end of its life in a free fan-made project where adding songs to it is super simple it's just drag and drop and it's that's done. awesome um that's really cool one of the best things about it it got its final release somewhere last year uh like it's finalized non-beta release um, and Dragon Force said to the guys making it, hey, like we'll write some songs for you to put in Clone Hero as a thing at launch. Wow. Here you go, really just cool. have it for free. And they've gone on record and said to them, if anyone makes a, a chart for a song of ours and they put it in Clone Hero, we will not take legal action. We don't care. We want people to enjoy our stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, um, Herman Lee actually got copyright strike streaming on Twitch. Playing his own stuff. Playing his own songs. Yeah. Because he doesn't... Like Jericho with um, Fozzie when he comes yeah. out in AEW. He has to get permission from the uh, publishing company to use his own song. Ridiculous. That's so dumb. Yep. Uh, Michael Towns, yes, Frets of Fire did come first. Frets of Fire, that was a time. That was a time. Little keyboard with the enter and the four keys. Mm. Uh, so, Afrinex, to answer your question, uh, the drums that you can use with it, you can use the Xbox 360 drums. Uh, you can use any of the Wii, Guitar Hero, or Rock Band drum sets. Or you can go on Marketplace and find a $50 MIDI-enabled like electronic drum kit, hook it up to your PC and it will work. Now, what guitars awesome. are people seeking for Clone Hero as well, Anto? Because there's quite an aftermarket now for the Guitar Hero yeah, guitars. A huge aftermarket for working stuff. Um, so any PS2, Xbox 360, wired or wireless guitars, uh, or specifically the Guitar Hero 3 Les Paul uh, guitar controller. That's Is that the white the one? sought after ones. The, the white guitar one? Yeah. So uh, you might want to detachable neck. You might want to speak to uh, Ghost Games because he picked up a double pack still in box. I have four working controllers at the moment. I'm good. <laughs> right, fair enough. I got you one, didn't I? One of them was from you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you have any of this stuff, it can fetch you a bit of money if you are willing to part with it. 
Um, or if you want to get into it and you've got anything that is from a PS2, uh, 360, or Wii Guitar Hero sets, it's all super easy to get working on PC. I would be more than happy to walk people through it. Just, if you're interested, let me know. Um, that's pretty much it. Sweet. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to jump straight into quiz time. Yeah, let's do it. Quiz time now. Time for some Quiz Donalds. Is it music? Uh, you're ready for quiz. Uh, I have four multiple choice questions with four multiple possible answers. I will ask the first question followed by the four uh, possible answers, A, B, C, or D. Whoever thinks I know will yell out their name. I'll go to them. They'll try and guess. If they get it right, they get it right. If they get it wrong, they don't get it right. And it goes to the other person. They try and get it right. If they get I'm it right, so they get it right. so good at this game. You are. You're, you're splendiferous. In fact, uh, Anto, you haven't been here for a show. I was here for the first one and that was it. So currently the standings are floppy who's not rocked up this year, is on zero. Uh, Zach, this is also your first show this year. Yep. So on zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jazz is on one. Anto's on two. Braden is on three for the first time ever. Like winning, that is. Um, I also have two questions here, one from Dylan the Villain and one from Michael Towns, our beloved Patreon producers. If you would like to have your questions in on... Uh, Quiz on your face, which is what we used to call it. I don't like it, but Floppy does. Um, you can uh, <laughs> head on over to hackthedino.com and uh, become a Patreon at the producer level and um, help keep the mics on. Isn't there one more? Isn't there one more? Yeah, that's what Floppy said. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. One more what, Floppy? <laughs> producer? Uh, here we go. First one comes from... Dylan the Villain. Ew. Dylan asks... If you were able to gain all skill and perks in Skyrim, what would be the minimum level possible to achieve this feat? Is it A, 187, B, 224, C, 251, or D, 333? Zach. Zach? C. 251? Yep. You got it, my dude! Yeah! I never would have gotten that even at a guess because I played Skyrim for like four hours, gave up on it. Never played it again. How did you know that, Zach? You you knew knew that. I did. How how? I took a shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No way! <laughs> I just guessed. <laughs> that is Bravo, sir! Bravo! That is That is how you sell, ladies and gentlemen. Holy smoke, oh. Zach! Wow, you know, it takes quite a lot to get through me, and that one, I was transparent. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Terrible. I got that right. <laughs> All right, you ready? Is, uh, Boom would actually know that answer. Really? He's that right. obsessed with it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm talking like 30 plus playthroughs with different builds. Oh, my oh, goodness. Floppy said there was one more rhythm game, wasn't there? I no. didn't think there no. were. Wait, 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 what was Sonic's original name? Uh, we've had this question before. Shut up, we have not. Uh, a, was it Mr. Giggles? B, Mr. Needlemouse? C, Mr. Mina? Or D, Speedy McGoFast? Anto. Anto? Mr. Needlemouse. Yes, it's Mr. Needlemouse. Have we had that one before? Yeah. Oh, well, gosh. that I guess that makes sense. Why? Needlemouse? Yeah, he's a blue needlemouse. Fun fact about Sonic. Oh, uh, yeah? In his original design, he was supposed to have a human girlfriend called Madonna. But now That's has a gross. human girlfriend. Um, yeah, he's got a human girlfriend in one of the games, doesn't he? Uh, in Sonic 06, he got kissed while he was dead by a princess. Yeah, there you go. See, told you. 
Sonic 06, which one's that one? Ghetto Necro really Princess. really bad one on 360. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh. goes, she goes around uh, playing Reds with dead bodies. There was a mm. prince... Wasn't there like a princess type of deal in Adventure 2 Battle as well? Like someone Shadow is protecting? Like oh, the daughter Maria. of uh, Robotnik's granddad? Maria Robotnik, yeah. yeah. Uh, Robotnik's daughter's in the next movie as well. Uh, well unfortunately, cousin. Jim Carrey's not doing it. No, he is. Yeah, he's coming back for it. He's coming back for it. Really? He yeah. said he if said he was going to come back to do a movie role, he wanted to do Sonic. Yep, there you go. Yes! Okay. <laughs> yes, Sonic movies are so good! Next one, from Michael Towns. Game Boy Games, Michael Towns. <clears throat> this cute Nintendo title contained a cameo from not only Samus Aran, but one of the menacing and fatality-happy Metroid creatures from the same series. Hang on, repeat the question. It's a Townsy thing. Yeah, but I missed it. This game, from Nintendo... Has a cameo of a Metroid and Samus. And these are the games that you have to choose from. A, Nintendo Dogs and Cats. B, Kirby's Dream, Dreamland 3. C, Animal Crossing Wild World. Or D, Hushmellow 64. Shit, I don't actually know. Um, Ooh. I'll help you out, Anto. Zach. <laughs> yes, Zach. Can I hear the answers again? <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Dogs, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Animal Crossing. Harshmallow 64. Hang on. So it was Animal Crossing, Kirby 64, and what? Nintendo Dogs. <sighs> Zach. Yes, Zach. Nintendo Dogs. Incorrect. Hey. Anto. Anto. Kirby. Correct. Oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> I, had, I, I, I was guessing it had to be something weird. Like I had no place being there. Kirby's not weird. Um, all right, here we go. Last question. Yes. For all you Atari fans. Atari fans? Yeah, that's right. Which of these games did E.T., that classic E.T. Atari game, not outsell on the Atari 2600? So E.T., that bomb of a game that everyone says is the worst game ever. It's a bad game, but it's, it's not the worst game It's a game that ever. almost destroyed the gaming industry. Correct. Yep. Uh, it outsold uh, two of these ti- uh, three of these titles. So which one did it not outsell? Okay. A, Centipede. B, Yars Revenge. C, Mrs. Pac-Man. Or D, Space Invaders. Pretty popular games, right? Anto. It outsold three of them. Anto. Outsold three of them, didn't outsell one of them. Correct. So we're we're answering which one it didn't outsell? Correct. Miss Pac-Man. Incorrect. Ooh. I was going to say, no way. That was pretty popular. Uh, can I hear the remaining answers, please? You can. Centipede, Yars Revenge, or Space Invaders? Which one did it not outsell? I was thinking it was going to be a curveball, but I reckon it's going to be A, Centipede. Incorrect. Anto. No, you've already had your shot. I want another one. No, you Yars can, Revenge. but I'm taking off a point if you do. That's fine. Yars Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> no. Space Invaders. What? Yeah. What? No way. So E.T. outsold. Uh, so E.T. sold 2.6 million copies. Centipede sold 1.8. Yars Revenge sold 1 million. Miss Pac-Man sold 2.3. Space Invaders sold 6.2 million copies on the Atari 2600. What the shit? There you go. It also outsold Indiana Jones and Empire Strikes Back. I was going to put them in, but I thought these were close. This was an actual hard quiz. Hang so there on. you go. The, the question was, didn't outsell. Yeah. 
So it didn't outsell Space Invaders. Space Shit, Invaders okay. sold no, more. No, I completely misunderstood the question. Same. <laughs> I, same. Very much the same. <laughs> My grammar was right. I double-checked it. Yeah, no, no. What you said was correct, but I, I assumed yeah. it was the other way around. Yep. So at the end this way. of that round of uh, Quiz on Your Face, we have Floppy on zero, Zach on one, Jazz on one, Braden on three, and Anto taking the lead once again with four. But we've been hacked the Dino. This is the part where you usually turn off, but please don't because we have very important things to say where we bring you the past, present, and future. So I slipped that in. It was like a subliminal message. People yeah, are going to listen I've got to say, now. Ben, I turn off here as well. <laughs> You're missing out because this is where all the real good stuff happens, like Zach plugging his stuff. Zach, what do you get to plug so people don't turn off? Uh, check out Riot City Wrestling because I do stuff there and it hurts. Um, check me out on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Zach underscore Sabbath, or check me out on the socials. Uh, just look up Zach underscore Sabbath. You'll find me. There's a link tree there. I uh, do lots of stuff. And things like TikTok and Instagram where I post lifting videos and clips of my Twitch. And you should totally check out Zach's next stream where he's going to play Rez with like... Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anto, what do you do? Um, <laughs> basically, like everything we do, um, I'm on Instagram. That's pretty much the only social media that I plug. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't do much on it because... It's, you know, mostly a Final Fantasy thing, and I haven't picked up anything sort of major in the last while. Um, and I haven't actually updated it in a while, so I'm not going to bother showing it. Um, the only other thing I can think to plug at the moment is Floppy and I will be streaming Helldivers 2 soon. Oh, nice. Awesome. Um, awesome. I was fortunate enough to obtain a code for the game, so I didn't have to pay for it, which is lovely. That's dope. Um, so yeah, Floppy and I will be squadding up and killing some bugs, which will be fun. Um, I'm sure if we coordinate it, Zach, we could probably grab you as well. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. I don't um, own it yet, but I will. Yeah. Uh, watch this space. I guess keep an eye on our socials for when that's going to actually be happening. You should do a um, cross-string. Yeah, 100%. we'll absolutely stream it. Um, at some point whenever we can get a time together for everyone <laughs> and you can see some of my stuff over on uh, Super Retro Squad yeah that's what I'll push this year Super Retro Squad where I go out and try and find some old video games and uh, add them to my collection or maybe sell so I can buy some other stuff for my old collection it's all, all lots of fun so Super Retro Squad on the TikToks on the Instagram and on the YouTubes you should head on over to the YouTube uh, YouTube because uh, it's actually going really well I'm actually quite happy with um the, the, the old uh, count that's going up. But if you like the count, then you should watch Sesame Street because the count's a good character. Zach, what, what do you like about the count? What's your favourite part of one? Ah, 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 ah. You know, I heard it. That reminds me of a good dad joke. Two! Ah, 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 ah. Someone asked me what my favourite vampire was or who my vamp favourite vampire was. Mm -hmm. um, I said, oh, I think he's on Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. And they and they said, I don't think that counts. And I said, I assure you, he does. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> Very quickly, who's your favourite Muppet? I don't like the Muppets. No, the Muppet like Sesame Street. All the all the Jim Henson creations. Come on. Uh, Dark Come on. Crystal. Oh, the, the Skatsky? Yes. Man, Nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. Did you watch the modern one? No. Oh man, they are even more terrifying. That's, yeah, that's it's, gross. Uh, you should watch it though. The Age I, of Resistance. Yeah, hundred percent. It's really slow and drawn out, but it feels like those old eighties type films. You know when they, it just the plot lumbers on and it's really atmospheric and like yes. heavy. 
it's like that, but for 13 episodes. Oh. And Jim Henson's son uh, made some of the puppets. Oh, no way. That's I think, cool. I believe. Did Jim Henson do Labyrinth? Uh, yeah, he, he, his workshop did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Labyrinth, also very good. Also, David Bowie's uh, cod piece. Is 100%. A, was 100%. Best part of the movie. Uh, a res controller. Best part of the movie. <laughs> Best part of the movie. Uh, Anto, who, who's, who's your favourite uh, Who's your favorite uh, Muppet? Oscar the Grouch, because he lives in my trash, and so do I. <laughs> I'm there for that. That is a very, very good answer. But <laughs> the correct answer, and the dino faithful will know what I mean when I say... You know my favorite part about this? Chuck a hat on Ben, he looks exactly like the Swedish chef. He does. He really does. That's your thumbnail right there. Cancel at any time, mental. 